Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to another episode of Navigating Solo podcast. Today, I have my guest, Brother Bo Powell, and uh, he is going to be speaking to us about his experience as um, doing singles ministry and being involved in singles ministry and his life as a minister. And Brother Bo Powell, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so great to have you. Thank you, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. And it is such an honor to be asked to speak today and be on this podcast. I'm excited about that and uh, very honored and appreciate uh, uh, the opportunity from Sister Size and Sister Carter and all those involved in the singles ministries. Well, I when I was thinking about this, I mentioned this earlier that I had no idea that um, your son was Levi, Levi Powell, and him and I were on the same campus. I was a graduate school student, and he was doing Urshan College, so we have that connection there, and um, Levi's fine young man, so so glad that what he's doing in ministry, so that's kind of cool to be able to do this interview with you today. Um, so yeah, I wanted to just jump in, and I wanted to just tell everybody about kind of the things that you're doing in ministry about your family, where you're from. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Brother Powell. Alrighty. Uh, I am Bo Powell and uh, have been in ministry maybe somewhere around 47 years. And it has been one of the greatest delights of my life to be involved in the work of the Lord. Uh, I born and raised here in Louisiana, where I live. I'm actually in the process of rebuilding uh, the old home place that I grew up in as a child, and it sat dormant for about 30 years. No one lived here, so I've come back. I've just recently moved in uh, to the house about two months ago, and it's still a work in pro progress. I call it my eternal project. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it has been a, a lot of therapy for me in the process of being single after the passing of my wife. I am blessed that we do have uh, three sons. And they're all involved in ministry. Two of my sons pastor uh, churches. And then the Levi, who you mentioned, also serves as the executive pastor with his brother uh, there in New Waverly, Texas, at the Greater Christian Life United Pentecostal Church. So family is, is a great part of my life. I do my best to connect with all of my uh, family and grandchildren. By the way, I have eight beautiful mm -hmm. grandchildren. And I try my best to connect with them at least once a month. All of them, hands-on, face-to-face, conversation, meals, good times, laughs, and just uh, enjoy uh, the blessings of family. And then in ministry, of course, I started, I went to Texas Bible College in 1976. And uh, there is where I met my wife, uh, my spouse. For 42 years, we were married in ministry. And the Lord guided us. I graduated there in 1980 and then uh, actually moved to the state of Michigan for a few months and realized it was just a little bit difficult for a Southern boy to navigate mm -hmm. that cold weather. 
So mm-hmm. I moved back to Texas and uh, was blessed to start a Christian school uh, in Cleveland, Texas with uh, Brother Nelson Nealon at the time. And there's where I met Sister Cheryl Lamb, now Sister Cheryl Carter. Mm-hmm. And she was actually a student in our school there for a couple of years and graduated while we were there uh, serving. So then we moved on in ministry. I, I traveled for about a year and evangelized with my wife and uh, first son. Then we uh, came back into Louisiana and pastored for nine years. We were blessed to pastor nine years at the Gospel Lighthouse United Pentecostal Church in Oakdale, Louisiana. After nine years, we left there and uh, had a little space of time where we were just traveling in ministry again. Then we were elected as the pastor of the Greater Christian Life United Pentecostal Church in, in New Waverly, Texas in 1996. Served there for just over 20 years. And then I was elected as the Texas District Secretary and served there for six years. I left there uh, in 22, the end of 22, and now I've traveled for over a year uh, in ministry, uh, doing some overseas trips uh, weekly and uh, different friends' pulpits. Just grateful for the blessing of the Lord and honored to be a part of the greatest cause in this earth is the church. Amen. That's wonderful. And I wanted to point out to you that you had mentioned that you uh, served as the district secretary. And uh, it was in that season when you were serving that your wife passed away. And so then you said that you had mentioned that you had served, continued to serve two years, even after Mm -hmm. she passed away. Um, And so you continued on. And I know that there are several that you know, might have slowed down or might have kind of done things differently, but you continue to, you know, pursue and, and do what God has called you to do. And uh, I wanted to mention to kind of go into um, this, my next question. And I wanted to ask that, you know, after the death of your wife, did your perspective of singles ministry change? Because, you know, like you mentioned, Sister Carter, uh, there's so many um, singles ministries in Texas. I, I know that it is one of the longest running states that has had singles ministries. So I know that that exactly. is part of, of Texas, but how is your perspective different, you know, from being married all of those years and, and what did your perspective, how did it change about singles ministry after the death of your wife? Yes, there was a drastic change uh, previously, of course, as a district official, I had attended some of the singles ministry conferences and saw uh, the wonderful ministry and fellowship of the singles ministry, which has been a major impact in the Texas district, by the way. But uh, really, I guess the stigma of singles ministry in minds of some people uh, think maybe it's just a dating service or a getting young people together so they can help find a a future. But uh, that perspective really changed after my wife passed away. And I did attend singles conference. And of course I have to attribute to sister Carter, her consistency and interest in uh, my fellowship with others. And being single was not my choice, by the way, it would, you know, if I could have navigated and, uh, 
had the choice of uh, what my future would be, it would definitely be vastly different. But I had no option. God did what was best, I feel like, for my wife in the light of eternity. Mm -hmm. So that was a process in, in accepting that and realizing I'm still here. I've got to try to do something with the rest of my life until the Lord calls me to my eternal home. So therefore, I want to get involved and Sister Carter, of course, kept in contact. Her and Brother Carter are very dear friends of mine, and they kept in touch. And uh, she had invited me to come and be involved in a singles conference, and I wasn't really sure about that operation. And so in the process of time, of course, through constant contact, uh, they were going to Branson to uh, a retreat, singles retreat. And I said, well, I, I'm not going. I'm not really interested. And Sister Carter, in the conversation, quite humorous, she said, well, we're going to uh, Sight and Sound Theater and we're going to see Jesus. <laughs> and so I said, wow, you got me, Sister Carter. How could I deny <laughs> not going to see Jesus? <laughs> so that became a good comical, uh, humorous note. And uh, of course, I joined with Brother Carter. We traveled together. Sister Carter traveled with some of the single ladies, I think, from uh, the church there in Lufkin. And so it really, that was the moment to begin to change my perspective on singles ministry. And I realize there's community, there's fellowship, and there is a wonderful camaraderie that can be built uh, and of course, you can look at me and say, you know, see that I'm not a young man anymore, but I see in the group others that have faced the same dilemmas that I have in losing their spouse. And so therefore, I have found that uh, there's wonderful community and friendships that can be built without trying to determine who's going to be or if there will ever be a, another spouse in my life mm -hmm. uh you know i'm not opposed to the uh, option but i'm not jumping up and down looking for that to happen i'm open to the will of god so therefore yes uh and i i'm thankful and, and i i believe that uh, singles ministry is a growing opportunity probably one of the greatest opportunities in the entire united pentecostal church and the potential is there for others to get involved and I, I would love to see even in my lifetime uh, singles ministry developed in every district across, across the United Pentecost Church and every local assembly yeah from where I've been preaching and ministering I see a great need for mm -hmm. singles ministries and I pray that pastors and leadership will feel that same burden and allow the development process to take place. I love all the things that you are saying, Brother Powell. And I wanted to mention too that you, you said, you know, this this was not the choice that you would have picked. You know, life circumstances allowed you to be single and to be able to have that community um, with other people sure. that you have met along the way. And uh, to be able to share that with them and that understanding and, you know, all of ages, singles ministry is just a, a vast, uh, you know, vast diversity of ages. 
And so um, what a blessing. And also what a great thing, you know, to mention that you saying the need for singles ministries. And I think that pastors really need to hear that, that it's something that we really want to see on the local level because it just brings people together and that community and, and helping to um, build that. And I wanted to go into one of my next questions. And I wanted to ask, um, what has been some of the challenges that you have had to face as a single minister? Because it's a very different life when you have been married and have been doing ministry with your spouse. But uh, like I mentioned before, you have continued to do ministry, continue to serve as secretary and been preaching out and, and you know, helping your sons doing various things. But what has been some of the challenges that you have faced in this season in your life? Yes, there are great challenges to, to try to overcome, navigate through. Uh, right after her passing, which was in November of 2019, uh, we laid her to rest here in a, in a local cemetery in, in Louisiana. And of course, I kind of went into a dormant stage in my mind and not really knowing how to go forward, really. So I did attend church. I was working every day in the office, uh, going home to an empty house, trying to adjust to that challenge. And, uh, of course, uh, building better communications with ministry friends and with uh, my sons. And, uh, of course, trying to trying to get a grip, wrap my mind around what had happened in, in my life. You know, 42 years is, is a long time to have a helpmate. And she was a royal lady. She was she was the princess of my life. And mm -hmm. we had a wonderful, wonderful relationship. And so uh, I had preached some previously uh, during her uh, cancer term and and we had had, actually, she was diagnosed with cancer uh, in December of 2015, had surgery in January of 16. Then in June of 2016, she was declared cancer-free. And mm -hmm. she lived two years, two years, wonderful years, with no signs of cancer whatsoever. Then in June of 2018, the cancer returned and aggressively with a tumor in her head, et cetera. And so after her passing, 14 months after the diagnosis and surgery of the cancer in her, in her head, she lived 14 months, which was longer than normal. The Lord blessed me with her and helping me understand how to navigate the house. Previously, mm -hmm. I had uh, taken care of everything outside. She had taken care of everything inside the house. And so I had to learn. I had to learn how to wash clothes. I had to learn how to make a pot of coffee. I had to learn how to housekeep. Mm -hmm. So in the process of that, I did. Then ministry here is, I know I'm called, but I could have actually, I suppose, become a recluse and a hermit at that time of my life and ministry because I felt like a tree that had been totally cut down and, and no uh, knowledge of how, you know, I've never been here before. Here's new challenges. I've never navigated these un uncharted waters in my life. And so in prayer and, and through uh, going to church, I had a preacher friend of mine call me and he said, are you preaching out again? And I said, no. And he said, uh, uh, when are you going to get started? I said, I really don't know when I, I'm going to get started. I don't have anything on my calendar and I really don't have any plans of putting anything on my calendar right now. It's just, I am devastated. 
And that preacher friend of mine said to me, he said, I'm going to put you on my church calendar for December the 22nd at the 6 p.m. service. And I said, please don't do that. I don't think I'm ready for it. We're about three weeks from that point. And he said, Brother Powell, he said, I feel impressed to the Lord to tell you that I'm going to do this. And he said, you have friends in my church and people that know you. And so therefore, they see your name on my church calendar and you're not showing up for that service. What is that going to look like to them? And I said, Brother, you've got me. He said, well, are you going to show up? I said, yes, I will. I will show up. And so that was the first time I got back in the pulpit was December the 22nd, 6 p.m. in 2019. And uh, I availed myself to God in prayer, much prayer. And uh, from that Sunday to the next Sunday to the next Sunday, my calendar started filling up and friends started calling and, and texting and contacting me and had previously had spoken to me. Whenever you get going again, let me know. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, it has been a God thing throughout my life. As I was leaving the office of district secretary, I had thought about being involved in missions. The global missions director of the Texas district at that time was Brother Danny Lewis from Kirbyville, Texas. And he walked up and he said, have you ever thought about being involved in missions as an associated minister? And I said, well, I've heard a little bit about it, but I don't know uh, much about it. He said, well, you need to look into it. So I talked to another friend and they said, well, there's an application on the UPCI mission site. Go there, look at it, get the application. Brother Lewis had told me, he said, if you do this, send me a form and I will help support you. And so I did. Immediately I was approved and became an associated minister with the United Pentecostal Church Global Missions Department, which I'm very grateful for that opportunity. That began to open doors up overseas. And so in, uh, in, in 2022, I went to Belize, and then I went to Africa. Then again, in this year, in 2023, in January, I was invited to go to Greece. So in January, I was in Greece for two year, two weeks. Then in February of this year, I was in Belize for two weeks. Then in June of this year, just previously coming back last month from a trip uh, to Botswana, Africa. God has made some connections, just mm -hmm. absolutely nothing but what God can do. And I believe in what God can do in my life and in others' lives whether they're single, navigating worlds they've never walked in, or uh, still married and searching and seeking for the will of God in their life, God can and will open up opportunities if we avail ourselves and make ourselves available to uh, the work of the kingdom. The work of the kingdom is never completed. It is always something to do for the Lord in this world that we live in. Absolutely. And that is so beautiful, Brother Powell, how God really just orchestrated all of those things and uh, the opportunities to go overseas and and how amazing that is. What a wonderful testimony. And so, you know, you mentioned some of the challenges and also the way that God has, you know, answered those, has helped you through those and allowed you to have those ministry opportunities to continue doing, you know, the work that God has started 
So I wanted to kind of just switch into gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask, um, how has being involved in singles ministry helped you uh, as a pastor and as a minister? And, and I know that, you know, you've been traveling at a lot and kind of mentioned a little bit about how, you know, you went to Branson and my brother and sister Carter and I'll be there again this year. And I know that you mentioned that in, in Missouri, that singles conference. But, you know, being involved in singles ministry, what how has that helped you, um, you know, as a minister? Well, it has definitely given me a different perspective on the need. And I, I had previously, of course, being married, pastoring and working for the Lord. By the way, I was bivocational also. So I was very busy and did not have uh, quite a uh, open concept or understanding of uh, singles ministry and the, and the vast need that is here in the in the singles ministry across our fellowship. So my eyes, I guess, and my understanding has been opened and I see a vast need. Now, I, I have talked to many people uh, since I have returned to single life that are single. Some I previously pastored, others that I've just run across uh, the paths of as I've ministered. And uh, it is amazing the concept of people that are still thinking, well, it's just a dating service in the church. And I pray that that can dissipate and go away because there is a vast need. Again, the word community comes up mm -hmm. and, and the church is basically uh, that institution for building community with families uh, and singles and singles, of course, more than just teenagers and or hyphen age group people or young adults who have not met their future, but such people as myself, uh, inevitably, there's a lot of folks that have gone through divorces, which is a very horrible uh, experience for their lives. And then, of course, losing uh, a spouse to death uh, is also a, a different kind of experience that I've experienced there. So trying to establish myself in the so-called, I guess, quote, singles world and unquote, uh, navigate this life that I have been given. I've walked through a new door and I see it as a door of opportunity uh, to uh, reach out to others and help them. Uh, also get a perspective on singles ministries and the vast need more than just, yes, it's good for fellowship. Yes, it's good for meeting. I met my wife at Bible college. I thank God for that. Uh, the joke was in, in the years gone by, Texas Bible college was TBC, the, the, the bridal it's college, college. Mm -hmm. that kind of, yeah, that, so you, you deal with all of those kind of things, but beyond all of that, there is a vast need of connection with friends. Mm -hmm. And really life is based on our relationship with God first, I would say first with God, then our family, and then friends. Mm -hmm. And without God, family, and friends, what is really there to live for? Mm -hmm. It's all based on family, friends, and God, and our relationships with one another. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. It's all about relationships. And, you know, I think that 
thinking about that there is sometimes a stigma and it can be kind of difficult for uh, people that, especially if you've been married or, you know, have not been single for such a long time and then coming back and being involved in singles ministry, uh, if that could be maybe sometimes intimidating for some people of like, oh, wow, I don't know if I belong here. I'm not sure if I you can do this. Uh, but, you know, knowing that it's a community and, and changing that perspective and, uh, and so, and then you have connected with a lot of people. You mentioned that you've gone to, you know, some singles things. Um, are you able to be, I know you live in Louisiana now and go back and forth to Texas, but, um, and you have attended, I'm assuming that you've attended several singles things. I know you mentioned Branson. Um, so you are able to be involved in that level of ministry now, maybe. And, and you mentioned that you've gone to some things as a district secretary. Um, right, now right. You're, you're able to also attend some of those things as a person that it's not only just, you know, the, the pastor and the minister, but it's also being a benefit to you and to your life as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, most definitely. It has it has shown me a whole different perspective on rela- relationships and connecting. I've connected with ladies that really there's no interest in as far as a future, but friendships have been built and they have suffered the same loss that I've suffered with their spouse. They've been involved in ministry, I think possibly more in, in, in a more difficult manner for the ladies that are the helpmate to their ministry husbands when he has passed away, there's a great, great void mm-hmm. of what do I do now with the rest of my life and how can I continue navigating this, this future that I've never, ever thought that I would have to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I see the vast need. Uh, and I've got young men that are single as friends. I've got elderly men. I've got, I try my best uh, to connect. Uh, I've just talked to uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the brothers from Texas who lost his spouse just uh, within the last co- uh, year. And uh, I've invited him to come with us and be a part of our fellowship at uh, Branson on the Labor Day weekend. Uh, he's supposed to be there. That does my heart good to be able to connect with men uh, such as myself and in, in the same generation, so to speak. And I've connected with others uh, that were district officials. And uh, uh, there's a vast, vast need when you, you you do feel like you've been cast into a, a world that, uh, you know, it seems like there's absolutely no way out of it. And uh, it, it just seems so devastating. Honestly, uh, I did not know, you know, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. But God, God opened these opportunities. And I told him, I told God in prayer after my wife had passed away, I said, God, whatever door you open up for me, I will walk through that door. Mm-hmm. So singles ministries is one of those doors. Global missions and being involved with that is one of those doors traveling in ministry and, and being available to fill in for a pastor that may need a weekend off or uh, whatever, an inspiration in the pulpit. Here I go. I, I, I have made myself available and it's, it's kept me busy and it's, it's a good thing. And busy is a good life. That's right. 
It definitely is. I know you've answered this a little bit already, but I wanted to continue in this vein and ask, what would you want to say to anyone who is finding themselves single again um, after being in ministry? And you mentioned, you know, that women often have a, um, a little bit difficult of an experience when their spouse dies, um, when they are somebody that is helping and supporting ministry. But if somebody, you know, today is coming to you, and I know you said you've mentored many people and, and have talked to people, but what would you say to them who are maybe hesitant in getting involved in singles ministry or just single again in this time in their life? What would be some encouraging words you would want to share with them? Yes, I would definitely look, want to say that uh, connection with God is is first and, and, and a priority. Uh, of course, I talk to a lot of young men in ministry, and I will tell anyone that your private devotion, your private devotion will lead you into opportunities. God will open doors of opportunity for you. And uh, so that's the first thing is, is your own individual private devotion in the word of God and in prayer, fellowship uh, with with the Lord and allowing him uh, to heal uh, the loss and the hurt and the grief and the devastation. And not to say it doesn't ever come back there. There is the ebb and the flow of, of the grief and moments. Yes, I still shed tears, et cetera. But the, the uh, opportunities that God opens and to have a focus. If they're employed, then give them set focus on your employment and give yourself to that to the best of your ability. If you are involved in hobbies and crafts and find something to do. Now, mm -hmm. I grew up uh, here in Louisiana. My dad was a builder. So I grew up with a hammer in my hand. So honestly, this project right here that I'm sitting in today, the house that I'm re-establishing, I came in, I totally tore out everything. I've moved walls, I've moved plumbing, I brought in new water supply, I brought in new AC and heat, most of the work from my own hands because of the experiences that I've had. So I've got a project that mm -hmm. I've given myself to that has been therapeutic for mm -hmm. my mind, for my spirit, and actually for my health. Yeah. So get something, focus on it, and let it be a process of therapy to improve or to help rejuvenate uh, the constitution of your life and focus on that. And of course, my ministry, uh, that's a God-given gift. And I try my best to exercise that and keep it uh, current and stay available. Uh, the Bible says we should be instant in season and out of season. So there are seasons. I've told my own sons, I said, there'll be times in your life when you know the anointing is on your life. There'll be times when you'll wonder, where did the anointing go? In those times, that's when you have to walk by faith and walk in the grace of God. Other than that, that will return. The anointing will return. The ebb and flow of life will happen. So when we know we've got it, Get out there and do it for the glory of the Lord. When you wonder where it's at, walk by faith and keep on smiling and believing and trusting the Lord and doing what the Lord has called you to do. Involving ourselves in opportunities that avail themselves. Opportunities avail themselves to everybody. The Lord will, if we're really serving the Lord with great purpose in our lives, 
the Lord will see to it that our paths will cross with other people that need our smile, that need our hospitality, that need a word that the Lord can give us to enhance their lives and help them day by day. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing you say, Brother Powell, is, is to stay busy, to stay busy and keep moving forward and to right. be available, to be available right. to whatever it is that God wants you to do. So that is wonderful encouragement for anybody that is finding themselves single at this time in their life. And so I just wanted to close this out, Brother Powell. It's been such a joy to be able to speak with you today. But is there any last things that you want to tell our listeners who are tuning into the Navigating Solo podcast today? Just last words that you want to leave with us. Yes, ma'am, there is. And again, it has been such an honor to be with uh, you and the uh, podcast audience today, but I want to leave uh, a verse of scripture, if you could, if I could, Absolutely. from Psalm 119, verses 133 through 135. This setting of scripture and, and intensity of prayer and my moments of devastation, days and weeks right after my wife passed away, the Lord led me to. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 133, 34, 35. And that says, order my steps in thy word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man so I will keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. So this setting of scripture, uh, I believe, was a gift from God to me personally, and I've taken it as a message from the Lord, and I operate on that, requesting for the Lord mm -hmm. to order my steps. If, if I do my own process of ordering, I mess up. I make a mess of things. But when I avail myself and allow God to be the one that orchestrates my steps, mm -hmm. then my life begins to unfold in a better uh, means and better understanding. There's a lot of things we'll never understand on the road of life. And it'd probably be better if we didn't even give time to try to understand them, but lean on the word of God and uh, get, you know, it, this may not be the setting for everybody, but this is my setting. And so, so I take ownership in this particular setting of the scriptures, asking daily for God to order my steps. I've never been single previously, previous to November 2019. So from that point forward, I have been single and I need help. Mm -hmm. I think everybody would uh, confess that, mm -hmm. you know, we are individuals that need help. Absolutely. And so I believe that God is available to help us. So that's what I would conclude my comments uh, is uh, asking God to uh, orchestrate the daily process of our lives going forward. We can't live tomorrow. We have to live today. I can't live next year. I can make plans. I've got dates on my calendar for next year, but I've got to live today. Mm -hmm. So I need, the, I need God to orchestrate me and my help day by day as I go forward and I plan on staying around a long time. Amen. 
Well, order my steps. That is a, definitely a word that uh, we all need to hear. Just allow God to order your steps, whatever road that leads you to, as long as God is ordering your steps, whether you're single, whether you're not single, no matter what place you're in in your life, your season. Exactly. Praise God. So thank you, Brother Powell, Brother Bo Powell, for your time today and for speaking to our singles ministry on navigating solo. To all of our listeners, we appreciate you and we hope you tune in soon. God bless. Bless you. Join us next week for another great interview on navigating solo.